Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. Coming into 2023, there are a lot of good new movies coming out. But of course, we're going to talk about some classic re-release as well. And in today's episode, I have seen two of the movies that I'm going to talk about. So hope you like the show. And let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. City of God. City of God is based on a semi-autobiographical novel with the same name, originally published in 1997. It takes place in the 60s, where in the slums of Rio de Janeiro, two boys growing up in the neighborhood take on different paths in life. The story is told through the eyes of Rocket, a poor young fisherman's son who dreams of becoming a photographer one day. His story narrates the violence and corruption surrounding the city, and the rise and fall of one of the city's most notorious bosses. As war wages on the streets, Rocket's only way out of this violent life is to expose its brutality to the world through his pictures. Along the way, the lives of others are put into perspective as their stories intersect with the events that take place. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is actually a classic re-release. It's a Brazilian movie released in 2002. So this is actually the 20th anniversary classic re-release. What's so special about City of God is that the director used dynamics editing, handheld camera, and great lighting to portray his own story. As we heard in the introduction. Rocket grew up in this city called City of God. Yes, City of God is a real city in Rio de Janeiro. Well, I shouldn't say a city is an area or a yeah smaller city within Rio de Janeiro. Just like everyone around him, Rocket is surrounded by violence, bleeding, and drugs. But Rocket has this sensitive heart, even facing cruel survival environment. Rocket records his observations through photography. Photography basically plays an important role in Rocket's life. It started as his hobby, and then he started to use it to earn some pocket money, and then he decides to make it as his career in the future as his goal. So very interesting. There are a lot of scenes related to death and blood in the movie, but it comes along with happy zumba background music. You know the kind of Brazilian music. So it gives you a very weird vibe, as if killing is reasonable, committing crime gives you happiness. Along with the director's camera movements, you feel that you're on the edge of reason. But at the same time, you won't lose your humanity as well. After I watched City of God, I was very surprised that it's actually a real city. Originally, it was a ghetto in the city center of Rio de Janeiro, but the government doesn't want ghetto there, so they asked residents to move to City of God. But actually, the problems are still there. They're just moving to a place that they won't see, and that's how the problem gets worse and worse. I think I haven't introduced any Brazilian movie before, so if you're interested, or you like City of God because you probably already saw it, it's a movie released 20 years ago. 
You can go watch it this weekend. Now let's listen to the introduction of the second new movie we're going to talk about today. The Nighthawk's First Love. Graduate student Aiko has always had low self-esteem because of the birthmark on her face. When her story is cinematized, she calls for the director who accepts her as she is. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a Japanese movie called The Nighthawk's First Love. It's adapted from the novel of the same name, so I believe there will be a lot of readers who are looking forward to this movie. And it's directed by new director of the year. As I mentioned, it's adapted from the novel of the same name, and what it wants to tell us is that a lot of things that people usually don't take a look. We just ignore it or just pass by. It is you, I guess, is the protagonist who pick it up, polish it, believe in the value, and show it to everyone else. The reason why the meaning is so weird is because the female protagonist has a birthmark on her face, just like what we heard in the introduction. This story reminds me of. The world champion of go in Taiwan, Zhou Junxun, he has a very big red birthmark on his face. So when he was little, he didn't want to go to school because he got bullied. But his mother introduced Gorbachev to him, saying that Gorbachev has a small birthmark on his forehead, and he's a very successful man. So if you have such a big range of birthmark, You will do something great in the future, and as we know, he became world champion later. So I guess that's how his mom helped him when he was little. And so the same, the female protagonist in this story also faced the problem that she got bullied by her classmates, and the leading actress was already a fan of the novel. When she finished reading the book, she always hoped that one day she could play Aiko. So now it's like a dream come true for her. Besides, it's not a red birthmark or anything that you can easily tell as birthmark on Aiko's face. It's dark, so it's like a bruise or something. You can't really tell, and it's on Aiko's white face, on her left face. So when Aiko was in elementary school, her classmates said that she has a leg on her face. And she started to doubt herself, and with a pain and fear, she focused herself on study. She had no interest in having fun and relationship. But one day, her story about her face was written into a book. And while she was shooting for the cover of the book, she encountered a film director who loves her from. His or her heart sounds like a very beautiful romantic story, doesn't it? So if you like Japanese movie, don't miss it. Now before we move on to two other interesting movies, let's review what we had from last week first. There were two top threes, Someday or One Day, and The Menu. Top two was Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and top one Avatar: The Way of Water. We have some new faces on the chart this week, so check it out. Top six, Babylon. No actors or dogs allowed. 
The first slam dunk. 俺たちならできる。Top five. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. They called him Kukul. Haguya Sama. Love is war. The first kiss that never ends. Top four. Someday or one day. Wow, there are five movies from top seven to top four this week. A little bit crowded, and we have several new faces on the chart. Actually, I want to talk about Babylon or the First Slam Dunk today, but Babylon is not released in Taiwan yet. And the First Slam Dunk, I plan to watch it, but I haven't. I will go watch it next weekend. So I don't know how to talk about these two movies. As I wanted to. So, how about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? I didn't have the chance to talk about this movie due to World Cup, and I stopped updating the show. But since it's still on the chart, we should grab the chance because it already dropped out of top three. So we don't know how long it will stay on the chart. First of all, in case you don't know, the actor who played Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, passed away. Because of cancer, so Marvel had to change the story completely. Of course, they could just make up a reason that Black Panther passed away, but actually, they turned Black Panther: Wakanda Forever into a farewell movie for Chadwick Boseman. I would say. Of course, they didn't say cancer. I don't even know if cancer exists in Wakanda. But they said T'Challa got a weird disease, and there's no cure for it, and he passed away. So they held a very big funeral for him in the movie. And not only that, throughout the movie, there are pictures and videos of him. So the audience gets to feel the sadness and remember Chadwick Boseman once again. So if you are a Marvel fan, Or you love Chadwick Boseman, I highly recommend you to watch Black Panther: Wakanda Forever because this is the very last chance that we could remember him on the big screen. And now it's time for the last movie we're going to talk about today. Top three, I wanna dance with somebody. What's your name again? Whitney Elizabeth Houston. Top two, Puss in Boots. The Last Wish. I am Puss in Boots. Holy frijoles! You lied to me. Top one, Avatar: The Way of Water. If you want to live here, you have to ride. Let's do it. Okay. Since I wanna dance with somebody is the only movie in this section that we haven't talked about today, I want to introduce I wanna dance with somebody. This is a biographical movie of the legendary singer Whitney Houston. But before I start to introduce the movie, I want to admit something really funny. While I was preparing for this section, I totally forgot that Whitney Houston already passed away. I was even wondering if she played herself in the movie. But I soon figured out. In I Wanna Dance with Somebody, we can see that legendary. Singer Whitney Houston came from a family of musicians, so it seems that she's destined to become somebody in the music industry. 
Two of her cousins are famous soul musicians, Dionne Warwick and Aretha Franklin, and her mom is a famous gospel musician, C.C. Houston. That's exactly the reason why Whitney Houston started to sing gospel songs at church since she was 11. And after her parents got divorced, she started to perform at clubs in New York. She also modeled at the time, and that's how she got a lot of attention from many different record companies. Even though the movie isn't critically acclaimed, I think this situation is similar to some other musician biographical films like Bohemian Rhapsody or Rocky Man. Well, Rocky Man actually was critically acclaimed, but I think at least for her fans, they get to enjoy her life and music within these two hours. At least I Wanna Dance With Somebody shows everything. In order to demonstrate the real, authentic Whitney Houston, Naomi Aki, the British Oscar winner who played Whitney Houston in the movie, spent a lot of time trying to mimic Whitney Houston's gestures because she hopes that people can feel the tremendous life of Whitney Houston through this movie, no matter the happy part or the depressed part, no matter when she won something or when she felt something, upset about something or be disappointed with something. So after a whole year of preparation, Naomi's performance was very natural in the movie. Even Whitney Houston's manager said that because there were a lot of TV shows and documentaries trying to present Whitney Houston's life, but her manager thinks that all the contents were very weak. They couldn't represent her life at all. But this movie, I Wanna Dance With Somebody, presents everything, even the arguments, frustrations, struggles, just everything. So even though the movie isn't critically acclaimed as expected, if you are a fan of Whitney Houston, I still recommend you to watch it. You probably wouldn't regret. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show and remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next week.